Welcome to Live Your Full Life Now podcast. This is our third teaching, and the title of this teaching is A Step in Faith, Not in Fear. And it's kind of um, a continuation, really, of the previous teaching. And the title of uh, that one was Fear Not, For I Am With You. So basically, we're um, going over scripture as far as how we're supposed to deal with the problems in our lives. If we, you know, obviously, we deal with fear when something goes wrong. And how does the Bible address that, how we're supposed to deal with fear and versus faith. So I think we have talked about that um, in the last few podcasts. But as far as this podcast, um, we're going to answer the questions that I asked you guys to jot down. And um, we kind of went over the stories during the previous podcast, over the stories in the Bible that has to do with faith, the faith stories of the Bible. I think I read a few of them. And um, hopefully that helps you guys. Um, see how faith worked uh, for people in the Bible. (laughs) And I did ask you guys to jot down some questions. And the the reason behind that was to see our motive, why we think the way we think, where did our beliefs come from? Because our beliefs dictate, as always, as I've always said, it it dictates our decisions and our lives, right? Um, So when it comes to the trials we're facing, why do we think and act the way we do and how we can uh, think and act the way the Lord directs us to do, right? How, how do we deal with it? Uh, so the, the first question that I asked you guys to jot down was, uh, what is the trial that you're facing in your life right now? What is the problem that you're dealing with now? And it may not be necessarily about you. Maybe it has to do with somebody in your life that you care about, that you love, that somehow is connected to you. Maybe they're dealing with something and you're kind of hurting for them. So you obviously that's, you know, wouldn't take too much thinking. You already know what you're dealing with. So if you wrote down that, uh, great. We're moving on to the next question was, do you believe it is God's will for you um, to be free from this trial, from this situation, for this situation to be resolved, to go away, right? Because once it does, uh, you would feel like, oh, I feel so much better. I'm at peace. I have my joy back. You know, I have my life back, right? So do you believe it is God's will for you to, for this issue to go away, to be resolved? Um, so the, your answer may be yes, I do believe it is God's will, or maybe no, I don't think it is God's will. And the third one could be that you don't know. You might say, I have no idea what God's will is. This is just something I'm dealing with. I don't know what God's will is. And so I want to read some scripture to you that hopefully will answer your questions. So, and I've quoted the scripture in the previous teachings a lot <laughs> as well. So 1 John 5, 14 through 15 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. So in other words, if you're asking something, if your problem has to do with something that God uh, has to do with according to God's will, then, then God will answer your prayer. Then God will help you get rid of it, right? If you're going to him and asking for help and you want the situation to be according to his will, then the Bible says he hears those prayers and he answers them, right? Also, Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay, I hope you paid attention to that verse, especially the last part. It says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Because I've heard so many times from so many Christian peoples, even pastors, like, we don't know what God's will is. We really don't know. 
We just have to trust whatever happens. Well, this is not what the Bible says. The Bible is saying, um, renew your mind to the word of God, right? Renew. Don't be like the world. Don't think and act like the world, but renew your mind with the word of God because this is how you're going to learn what his will is, right? Um, it doesn't, 2 Timothy, I believe 3.16 says that, that the Bible was written to teach us, uh, to guide us, to direct us. So feel free to look up that verse. But if you want to know the will of God, it's in the Bible about every situation in your life. Every part of your life, the will of God is clear in the Bible. And it's from the stories, uh, Old Testament, New Testament, you get to learn these things. So moving on to the next question. The next question was, is it in God's power to change the situation? So what do you guys think? So you might say, yes, absolutely. It is in God's power. He is sovereign. He can fix it, you know, snap his finger and fix everything right away, right? Or whatever. If it may take time, he can still fix it. Or you may say, no, I honestly don't think God has anything to do with it. Um, I don't think it's in his power to do it. Or you might say, I don't know, right? But I believe majority of people see God as sovereign and uh, as powerful. And they would say, yes, I do believe it is God's will. Uh, I'm sorry. It is God does have power to make the situation go away, to resolve it, to get me out of this trial. So let's see what um, Mark 9, 14 through 29. I'm going to read you guys a story from the Bible. Obviously not all of it because it's a long passage, but just I'll read far enough so you can see what's what the Bible says about that. If God has power to change the situation. So it says, when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them. And the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about? He asked. A man in the crowd answered, teacher, I brought my son. I brought you my son who is possessed uh, by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to dry out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long should I stay with you? How long should I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Okay, so pay attention to what the father's dad or father, I'm sorry, the son's father is saying. He's saying, if you can't, he's saying, but if you can do anything, he's questioning, like, are you able to do anything about the situation? You know, and look what Jesus says. Jesus, this is Jesus' answer. He says, if you can and there's a question mark. Jesus said, Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. So in other words, Jesus is saying, are you really questioning whether I can do this or not? If you can, you know, he's saying, any, if you believe anything is possible for you. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. So um, feel free to read the rest of the story. Obviously, Jesus heals him. But I also, I also like the father's honesty. He says, I do believe, but, you know, sometimes I doubt. Or he says, help my unbelief. And that's a perfect prayer for us. Sometimes when we feel like we have to be in faith all the time, all the time, but our faith falters, right? Sometimes we fall, we doubt, we step away from it. And that's when you have to remember the story 
he went before Jesus and he humbled himself. He said, I do believe, but help my unbelief, which I'm, I, I'm, I'm thinking he meant like sometimes I have doubt, but help me not to have any doubt, right? Um, so to answer the question is, does Jesus, does God have power to change a situation? What did Jesus say? He's saying, are you questioning me? Like, really? Are you thinking I can't? He said, everything is possible for the ones who believe. Um, so that was the second question. And the third question was, um, you know, you might think, okay, fair enough. I believe God has the power. I believe God is willing. Uh, but does he, um, am I worthy of having God deliver me from this trial? Because let's face it. Sometimes you hear even Christians say, God has brought this trial into your life. God made you sick. God did this. God killed this person, took this person away. It was God because God is sovereign. And, and we, we, you know, because we haven't renewed our mind with the Bible, we haven't really read it ourselves. We kind of, it's all hearsay about how people that were around us growing up or whoever has influence on us or, who, or whoever we give our attention to, we, we come to believe their beliefs. And they said, yeah, God brought this on you. You know, God took away this person from you or that. Um, and you know what? Let's see what the Bible says about that. So again, the question was, am I worthy of having God deliver me from the situation? You might feel like, well, I'm honestly, you know, sometimes I'm, I know and I still make mistakes. I mess up. I'm, I'm guilty of sin. So uh, I deserve to go through this trial because, um, I, you know, I deliberately sin and, and God is punishing me and I'm being punished for it. So why would God deliver me? So you're doubting whether you're at peace with God or not, or whether God will deliver you from whatever you're dealing with. So I want to read to you guys Romans 5, and this starts at verse 5. It says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so first of all, you have been just, if you're a follower of Christ, and you surrendered your life to Christ, and he became your Lord and Savior, what happened? Your sins were forgiven, right? You were made right with God because the price for sin was paid, past, present, and future. So this verse is saying that God is at peace with you, okay? And you might say, well, I still don't feel worthy. I still don't feel like I've earned um, God's grace and mercy. You're right. None of us are worthy. None of us have earned this gift of salvation, but it is a gift that God has blessed us with, has given us. So um, verse 9, it's saying, Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall uh, we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death, death of his son. Um, so basically it's saying we have been what? Justified by Jesus' blood? God is not holding anything against us. He's at peace with us. You know, he, we, we have been saved. Yes, God does have wrath for people that, um, that don't accept him, that don't accept the gift of salvation and that want to live under the law or they believe he doesn't exist or they don't care their, their own God. And yes, there is God's wrath that will come, you know, um, but we're not under his wrath because it says we have been made right with God. And this is Romans, feel free to read it for yourself, Romans 5, and it is verses 5 through 9. Um, I cannot, and, and let me read you verse 6. It says, you see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, one, verse, one translation says, when we were um, 
yeah, we're still powerless. Christ died for the ungodly. You know, it wasn't like we were all perfect and he came and died for us. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners. So guess what? It's no news flash for God that we are sinners. We were sinners. It says, while you were still sinners, he chose to forgive you and sent his son to pay the price of sin for you. He died for us, right? So we have been right. We have been made right with God. So please remove this thinking that you don't deserve uh, to receive a victory in whatever area you're struggling with. So um, again, search the Bible to see what God's will is in that area. Don't worry about what people have taught you. And even if it's a pastor, please match their words with the Bible. You search it yourself. You go after God with all your heart and tell him, show me. Show me your word. What is your will for the situation? And he will show you, right? So um, I think those were the questions that uh, hopefully were clear for you. Because if you believe you don't deserve to be healed, then you're not, or whatever. Healing is just one part of our lives. Uh, if you believe you don't deserve to receive victory in a certain area, but the Bible says you're supposed to, then you're not going to because you're not receiving it by faith, right? Um, if you believe God doesn't care and he's not going to work and he's mad at you, then you're not going to receive it, you know? Uh, if you believe God doesn't have the power to do it, then you're still not going to receive it. So you really have to renew your mind with the word of God and align your thinking and your beliefs with the Bible and see what the Bible, if, if the Bible says you're supposed to have victory in this area, then, you know, hold your ground and say, I'm not giving up. This is what God says. And I am going to have victory in this area. So um, hopefully that uh, cleared up some wrong thinking for you guys. And uh, whatever you're dealing with, again, get an award, find out what God says about it and hold on to it and believe for it and confess it, and step in faith, not in fear, and hold your hold on to your peace, hold on to your joy, hold on to the hope that God gives you, and you will see victory in that area, okay, so I, I really pray and wish for all of you guys to get to know God, and his love, tremendous love for you, and his promises for you, find out what they are, and believe those, don't believe anything else, so I think I'm going to leave you guys with that. And until the next teaching, God be with you and God bless you.